Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Uplift Fit Nutrition Radio. I'm your host, Lacey Dunn, registered dietitian, here to spread the scientific knowledge in the world of fitness and nutrition. I'm so excited about today's episode, so make sure you listen in and get ready to learn. What up, guys? I'm super excited. Today, we are going to talk all about sleep your body's house cleaning service. And for once, it is going to be just me in this podcast. So get ready to hear my voice. If you listen to me at 2.0, which is how I listen to other podcasts, definitely my voice is going to sound like a chipmunk. Okay, so let's dive in. About 30% of your life is spent sleeping. To all of you grinders that think that that's a waste of time, I want you to think again. Sleep is what helps you prepare and recharge for the daily grind. It's what helps you not only maximize your cognition, but gives you the dedication, drive, and energy to get through your day-to-day life. Think of sleep as your superpower against grinding into the ground, which I have done before. Don't do that. Sleep is your best friend to ensure you have a healthy mind and body. Optimal sleep is crucial for your energy levels, but it's also when your body's cleanup crew comes in. Holla! I would really like a cleanup crew in my own apartment right now. That would be great. Dog hair everywhere. Okay. So sleep is actually your body's free house cleaning service. What do I mean by this? Well, during sleep, damaged and destructed red blood cells and cells in general and toxins are removed within your body, which plays a crucial role in combating and reducing inflammation. Ever woke up feeling like you have more pain and inflammation that dissipates later during the day? This can be due to lack of sleep or lack of REM sleep due to your cleanup crew not getting to complete their jobs. This can also be due to cortisol imbalances, a little cortisol awakening response, but I'll dive into that into a later episode. So lack of sleep can negatively affect your hunger levels by increasing ghrelin hormone and increasing fatigue. This can lead to increased cravings, lack of control with food, as well as decreased satiety with your meals. It can also increase your risk of developing chronic diseases such as high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and obesity. No bueno. Low sleep or low or poor sleep quality can also increase inflammation, decrease recovery, inhibit optimal thyroid hormone and sex hormone production, and decrease your immunity. So cue getting sick and right now with COVID, that's not good. So sleep is extremely important because not only is it going to impact your overall health, but it's also going to impact your overall vitality. It's going to help you not just survive, but to thrive. So how does sleep work? Because sleep is more than just laying in bed. It depends on the quality of your sleep. So there are essentially four stages of sleep. In stage one, which lasts just a few minutes, your heart heart rate and breathing slow and your muscles relax. This is your lightest and shortest stage of sleep. So typically during this stage, you can be easily woken up. However, when you enter in that stage two, This does remain a light sleep as you transition into stage three. Stage two involves further lowering of your heart rate and breathing. And it's here that your eye movements stop. So in stage one, you have that rapid, you still have a little bit of eye movement. And then stage two, those eye movements stop. About 50 to 60% of your sleep is actually light sleep. So four to seven hours per night is in that stage three. I mean, in that stage two. So stage three is classified as your deep sleep. 
in which your body's heart rate and your breathing are at their lowest points. It's here that your body performs rebuilding and repairing, as well as secretes growth hormone and rebuilds your immune system. This stage is all about helping, healing, and repairing your body by eliminating the damaged cells from your oxida- from oxidative stress and inflammation. This is where your cleanup crew comes in. About 10 to 25% of your total sleep is stage three. Lack of deep sleep, aka lack of stage three sleep, results in unrefreshing sleep. Cue morning fatigue, grogginess, and pain. Stage three sleep is where sleep talking or walking, night terrors, or bedwetting can occur. So, you know, if you, you, you think about when you were growing up, maybe you wet the bed or you slept walk or you have night terrors. Yeah, that happened in that stage three. Stage four sleep is your REM sleep. REM actually stands for rapid eye movement. So this is where dreams magically happen. Magical dreams occur. It's the best to me. I love stage four, absolute favorite. Stage four is all about the brain. And though your body actually becomes temporarily paralyzed, your brain is working at its highest capacity. This stage is extremely important for helping with the filling of your long-term memory, quote unquote, in the filling. Memory filling also occurs during that stage three sleep. This filling is the rippling of waves of your brain oscillations from your hippocampus that activate selective memories, strengthening your long-term memory to your brain's cortex. Your eyes may move back and forth and your breathing may be irregular during this stage. REM sleep is completely during the second half of the night and any early rising or cutting off of your sleep, such as, you know, for me, it's my cat dumping their crap all over the floor or being chaotic, whatever it is, that inhibits and drops the amount of REM sleep that you get. So REM sleep, your best friend. Deep sleep, your best friend. You really want to make sure that you are optimizing those. Now, there are trackers. You know, you have the Apple Watch, you have the Fitbit, and now there's even an Amazon watch coming out that can track your sleep. They can track stage one, stage two, REM, deep. However, keep in mind, these are not always accurate. I know I did my own experimentation with fitness trackers. I actually wore both. I wore uh, a Fitbit and then I wore a really cheap one I got on Amazon. And it was completely crazy, the differences between my REM, my deep, and my light sleep. So just know that those are not completely accurate. Aura rings, I know a lot of people use that. And a whoop watch, but you know, the accuracy on these trackers is is not going to be there. So just keep that in mind. So what does sufficient sleep look like? Well, just like nutrition and exercise, everybody's body is different and has unique needs. In general, most people function best with seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Some crazy people can get away with six. I don't suggest it. Other people like me, they need about 10 to 11 hours. Yes, yes, 10 to 11 hours. However, just because your eyes are closed and you are lying horizontally does not mean that you are getting proper rest. According to the National Sleep Foundation, the key determinants of quality sleep include sleeping at least 85% of the total time while in bed, falling asleep in 30 minutes or less, waking up no more than once per night, and being awake for 20 minutes or less after initially falling asleep. I don't know about you, but I have had my periods of poor sleep, lying wide awake, wired, staring up at the ceiling. When my cortisol issues were at my worst, I would have 2 a.m. waking periods of tossing and turning, 
and would wake up forever feeling unrested. So what can go wrong to screw with your sleep? Hormone imbalances, thyroid disorders, gut infections, nutrient deficiencies, adrenal imbalances like cortisol dysregulation, poor nutrition, blood sugar balances, mold toxicity, under eating and dieting, and poor liver health. To fix your sleep, focus on fixing the basics that involve nutrition, environment, mindset, and supplemental changes first. So I'm going to dive into my favorite top tips for helping your sleep, and I really hope this is going to help you guys. All right, number one, cut off blue light from electronics at least two hours before bed. You can use a blue light filter on your phone or your laptop, blue light blocking glasses, or a blue light blocking screen. Blue light exposure can disrupt your circadian rhythms at night and prevent you prevent from the release of melatonin from the pineal gland in your brain that helps to relax you prior to sleep. Blue light can also keep cortisol elevated in the night, keeping you wired and tired. Put blue light blockers on around 8 p.m. when melatonin naturally starts to rise. I am completely blind, so I get mine as prescription. I love blue blocks, so I use blue blocks. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X. I do not have any discount codes. I just enjoy them. I've also gotten some from Eyeglasses Direct. You can also get some cheap ones from Amazon. So just keep in mind, you want to make sure you test to see if they're actually blocking blue light or not. Number two, stop the use of electronics within 30 minutes prior to bed. Electronics, even without the blue light, may keep your brain wired and prevent you from relaxing and being able to fall asleep. I know you know this feeling, especially if you're watching an intense Netflix show. I know when I was watching Game of Thrones, I would just lie there thinking like, oh my God, fighting, Arya, is she going to be okay? Like, what's going on? Yeah, so definitely cut off the Netflix show. Or, you know, when I was watching certain shows like Anne with an E, Just thinking about how cute they were together. Anyways, let's keep going. Okay, number three, have a consistent sleep time and sleep routine. A consistent waking time is also suggested, as doing this will help train your circadian rhythms to follow a natural cycle. You'll know you have a good consistent sleep routine when you are able to wake up at the same time without an alarm. Okay, next you want to optimize your bedroom environment. Keep keep your bedroom cool from 65 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit. This is about optimal for most people. If you struggle with sleeping hot, think of using a breathable sheets such as bamboo or silk. You can also invest in comfort. When it comes down to, you know, cooling little mattress toppers, or you can invest in that handy dandy fan that you can blow on one side of your bed. So maybe you get hot, but your, your spouse or your boyfriend doesn't. You can invest in something like that. You can also invest in comfort when it comes down to your mattress or pillow. As being uncomfortable, hot, or causing you, or as being uncomfortable, hot, or being in pain can be a huge underlying cause of sleep issues. I suggest investing in a non-toxic mattress without fire retardants, plastics, synthetic latex, or petrochemicals that can release what's called VOCs, aka volatile organic chemicals, that are linked to a host of health problems from hormonal imbalances, respiratory distress, allergies, to cancer. I personally own a Brentwood Homes Oceano. But other brands include Avocado Green, Hapsi, Tuft & Needle, Sattva, Plush Beds, Fair, Dream Cloud, Loof & Leaf, and Zen Haven. There are a couple more, 
but just be aware that the quality of your mattress matters. You spend half of your day in your bed. So make sure you are breathing in, you are not breathing in detrimental, make sure you are not breathing in detrimental chemicals while you are lying there. Next, use blackout curtains, which may help from early awakening, as well as use white noise, such as a box fan, to help minimize external noise exposure. You don't need anything fancy, a box fan will do. But if you want to use a sleep machine, feel free to. What you don't want to do is use your cell phone as a sleep machine and keeping it by your head and then having those EMFs just radiating through your brain. Don't do that, okay? Next, avoid caffeine after 5 p.m. or even sooner if you are a fast caffeine metabolizer or sensitive to caffeine. Caffeine can remain elevated in your blood for up to eight hours, so reducing it prior to bed is essential. For me, I have to cut caffeine off after about 5.30, 6 p.m. Other people, if they have it after 4, they are completely wired. So just be very careful and figure out what's going to work best for you. Next, watch your liquids and aim to drink more water during the day versus the night. If you find yourself waking up to pee a lot, it may be that you're drinking too many liquids in the evenings. Try getting at least three-fourths of a gallon in before 4 p.m. If you then struggle with peeing a lot during the night, it may be a sign of something else that's going wrong, whether it's an adrenal imbalance, mold toxicity, or something wrong in regards to your electrolytes. You really need to make sure you're not peeing like that. Okay, next, monitor your medication timing. Some medications may keep you wired or increase the amount of adrenaline produced in your body. Others may make you sleepy. Medications that inhibit sleep include T3 or desiccated thyroid hormone, SSRIs like Zoloft, corticosteroids, diuretics, Excedrin, Sudafed, and beta blockers. Make sure to speak with your clinician or healthcare professional about how to take your medications. Unfortunately, some doctors or clinicians do not tell you how to take your medications. So if that's the case, don't hesitate to find a new one. All right, next, focus on food. Try eating a complex carbohydrate-based snack with adequate protein, about 15 to 30 grams, or, and or, a high-quality fat source, at least 8 to 10 grams, to help with boosting your serotonin levels in your brain and balancing your blood sugar prior to going to bed. Blood sugar crashes during sleep can cause an early cortisol spike, causing you to wake up early or in the middle of the night. It can also cause early rising. So my favorite bedtime snack is a bowl of oatmeal with a scoop of PE Science protein powder and about a tablespoon of almond butter, or I make protein pancakes because pancakes are the best. If you're a waffle person, I like waffles too. Okay, next, adaptogens or cortisol-reducing supplements and herbs can be extremely helpful with helping with cortisol imbalances that may disrupt your sleep. Some of my favorites include magnolia, L-theanine, lemon balm, Reishi mushroom, valerian root, ashwagandha, however, this can be stimulating for some people, phosphorylated serine, or a high-quality CBD oil. And for that, I do suggest not only high-quality and full-spectrum, but a high dose. So 30 to 60 milligrams would be most helpful. I personally use about 83 milligrams. I use CBD distillery. I don't have a discount code, but I use them. I use the 2500 bottle, and I use that before bed. Additional supplements that may be beneficial include glycine, magnesium glycinate, 5-HTP, and L-tryptophan. 
Please know that everyone responds differently. So what may work for you may not work for someone else and vice versa. And also keep in mind, certain supplements and herbs can interact with medications. For example, 5-HTP would be contradicted if you were taking an SSRI because it can cause serotonin syndrome. So you have to be careful. Another one, ashwagandha. If you're hypothyroid, it may help, right? That T4 to T3 conversion has helped. But if you're hyperthyroid, the ashwagandha would not be something you would want to take, okay? And then if you were taking phosphorylated serine and you had low cortisol, that would not be good because phosphorylated serine is really good at dropping your cortisol. So I do suggest having help with figuring out what you're going to take and why. Next, try adding in melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone naturally produced by your body that helps in increasing relaxation and it's produced by your pineal gland starting at about 8 p.m. Start low around 0.3 milligrams and you can increase it all the way up to 10 grams. Keep in mind that melatonin needs are person by person specific. You have to figure out what works for you. If you take it and you wake up feeling groggy and worse, I call it the hit by a train effect, you took too much. Drop it down. My sweet spot is about three to five, even six grams of melatonin. However, someone else's melatonin amount may be even higher or lower. Melatonin is incredible. I love it. It's not only good for sleep, but it also has potential roles in helping to increase insulin sensitivity and can be extremely powerful to help negate circadian rhythm dysregulation. So if somebody had night shift or they had jet lag from overseas time differences, not only that, but it is extremely powerful for your immunity, so your immune health. I know when I was looking at the COVID situation, it was showing that high-dose melatonin can help not only prevent you from getting COVID, but if you were, if you had, like, if you had exposure to COVID, it helped you to prevent from getting sick. Want some natural melatonin? Consume dark cherries or sip on some tart cherry juice. If you still struggle with sleep after making all these changes and recommendations, think about doing a sleep study to assess for sleep apnea, which is caused by inconsistent breathing. And you can even have your tongue can't fit in your mouth. I know I went to the dentist and they told me that. But that causes you to have restriction in your airway and like a blockage of the air getting into your body. And for that, or if you have that inconsistent breathing that is causing your insomnia, then you might need a CPAP machine, a continuous positive airway pressure machine. I know you may be thinking, oh my God, does that mean I need to go in some building and do a sleep study because I can't sleep when I'm not home? No, don't worry. Thank God there are ways to assess for sleep apnea at home. So if you come down to that, I highly suggest that. I know some people are like, oh my God, that only happens if you're like an overweight male in his 30, you know, 35 years to like six years. No. It happens for women as well. So do not rule that out. Good news is I am developing an incredible sleep supplement for you guys because I am sick and tired of taking all these different little supplements and adding them into my own sleep cocktail. I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram at Faith and Fit, you have seen me post about that. I take my calm, restful sleep. I take my valerian root, my CBD oil, my ashwagandha. Like I'm taking like all these things, but I mean... I sleep like a pure baby. So I am developing a handy dandy little one-time delicious little sleep supplement for you guys. And I'm super excited about that. My supplement line will be coming out. You guys are the first to hear about it and will be the first to get discounts. But it will be coming 
And I will be providing all dietitians a specific discount for you and your clients. I'm really excited, obviously. So get ready. All right. So I hope these tips were very beneficial for you guys. I hope you can help your cleanup crew to maximize their cleaning capacity. And yeah, if you liked this podcast and you want me to do more Just Me episodes, please make sure to subscribe, review this podcast and iTunes. That's how I get to grow this podcast, reach more people, and share about it. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And peace out, Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. See you later.